Good morning and welcome to 4 Fantasy Sick, the Quad City's first and only fantasy football show. We are brought to you, as always, by Mobile Party Experience, the premier tailgating experience in the Quad Cities. I am your host, Duda Dougie Green. He is crisscross, make you want to jump steal. And he is DJ, I'm not cool enough to have a song, Jarvis. Uh we we could just go with that song from Space Jam because I do live in the Quad Cities and my name is DJ, you know, the Quad City DJs. Wow. Just Slam. And welcome to the jam. And DJ is a ram. I don't know. I couldn't. I haven't, I haven't seen the new Space Jam because I don't need to watch um, LeBron's Walmart ripoff of, of the original. It's actually not bad. I, I enjoyed it. But then again, I am. I am a LeBron fan, so, but I did enjoy it. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. I mean, uh, why don't you want to go see a movie that's just going to be a commercial for Warner Brothers and being all like, hey, Warner Brothers has some cool stuff. How about that? <laughs> there were yeah, some, uh, did you see it, Chris? Uh, no, I've seen enough to know what it is. <laughs> there, there were some scenes like that stick to what you say that I did thoroughly enjoy. I'm not going to ruin it for, um, for anybody who does want to watch it and hasn't seen it yet, but I did thoroughly enjoy some of the uh, Easter eggs in the movie. Uh, yeah, it's less of Easter eggs, and it's more of, hey, buy some Warner Brothers stuff, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. The certain, the certain uh, retail store with the red and white logo that my wife loves to spend all of our money at, they actually have Space Jam uh, Halloween costumes so nice i was gonna call them halloween outfits but i guaranteed to get roasted for calling them halloween outfits for the rest of my life like when i your outfit like when i asked how you get into the building we work in (laughs) how do you get in the building we work in doors (laughs) it's always doors dj (laughs) if you're going in through the window there's clearly a problem uh doug off the top of the thing let's uh let our viewers know um that your dog is very loud, but uh, at the quarter of the hour, 10.15, we'll be joined uh, by our new, um, quote-unquote, DFS expert. So um, out with the pretty Nate, in with the, the new guy. So uh, that should be fun. Does the new guy have a name? His name's, Bri- his name's Brian. Brian, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, yes, Brian will be joining us in the next segment. It will be lovely. Um, can't be any worse than the usual show in the middle. I look forward to Brian's song. Oh my god. Yes. And we're off. off the rails. Four minutes well we started off the rails talking we about Space Jam. Talking so. about Space Jam. Yeah, yeah. There are no rails on this show. So <laughs> with that nice transition by the way, what was your biggest letdown in week one? Besides the I, fact that I think it might Not personally. I mean, unless you count Zeke, Zeke for me personally, but you have to feel like not only as, you know, fantasy football people, um, but as fantasy football managers, a lot of people, Aaron Rodgers, um, you didn't know what was going to happen with him. And then he basically should have just actually retired after week one, but uh, he laid a dud. Almost the, the Packers were almost as bad as my alma mater against Doug's alma mater on Friday night. And uh, I mean, the Saints didn't beat the Packers 63 to nothing, but it, it seemed like it was close. Do you think there was some give up in the Packers? Like, 
the players around Aaron Rodgers to just be all like, screw this guy. When things start to go wrong, do you think there was some give up in there? There was a, a meme going around Facebook this week of Rodgers like looking angry on the sideline and and or looking happy on the sideline. I apologize. And and then the quote bubble by Devonte Adams is Aaron, we're getting our butts kicked. And and Rodgers goes, No, y'all are getting your butts kicked. Yeah, I saw that too, and it's not wrong. It it seems like when this team loses a game, my first thought was. Well, they wouldn't have won, lost that game if they had still had Clay Matthews and Charles Woodson, according to Aaron Rodgers. Right. And it's just like those guys have been retired for years. And he wanted Randall Cobb back when Randall Cobb left the Packers and did essentially nothing. But he has to have Randall Cobb back. Doug's really, Doug's like really a, mad right now because we sh- jumped the, the shot sheet right off the bat. Oh, uh, okay. My week, my week one biggest disappointment <clears throat> was Kyle Pitts. And I know I've been telling people to fade Kyle Pitts a little bit because it takes tight ends a while. And you shouldn't expect a whole lot from this Atlanta offense because they are going to be terrible. But he got targeted eight times and only had four catches for, I don't even remember. It, it might have been like in the 30s for yards. So it, it wasn't the outing everyone wanted from Kyle Pitts. Could he turn that around? Maybe. The targets are there to do it. But that inefficiency just shows you it's not Kyle Pitts, probably. It's more of the Atlanta offense just not being able to get him the ball. Yeah, I think another guy you could throw in as as kind of a disappointing uh, week one effort, and I realize Pittsburgh's defense is very good, but Josh Allen, uh, he kind of – I think that as Josh Allen, managers were kind of looking for him – this year to kind of take that next step and, and maybe challenge, if not on seat Mahomes as, as the QB one. And he kind of to, to be that you kind of have to have those game. Don't have, can't have those games where you just come up and disappear. And he did that. Yeah. Uh, what? English much? Nah, it was trouble. And I, I watched a lot of that game. I think the Steelers are just better than people think they are, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. The other big disappointment that I had was Julio. Julio must be down by the schoolyard because he was not on the football field. It was a bad one for Julio Jones. He looks out of place. He looks old. He looks rusty. Needs to get it together and be the guy we all know he can be. It just might be that A.J. Brown is – just better at this point, and he's going to get that lion's share of the targets. I realized that, that, that his offense did not look good. That whole yeah. thing was, was bad. Yeah. I, I realized that um, Vrabel is that guy who doesn't pull punches and everything like that, but especially with Julio, who's kind of known to just kind of take time off, to, to immediately after his first game there, to throw him under the bus openly, kind of made me kind of be like, huh, I don't know if I want to do that. Uh, and for me, uh, biggest letdown in week one was the Browns unable to hold that lead um, against Kansas City. Really wanted to see them pull that out. They were they, they had that thing in control for, for a good chunk there. And then just Kansas City, remember they were Kansas City there. What a- one of Doug's favorite activities on Sundays when the Chiefs are losing is to text my wife. 
How mad is DJ? Is there harmony still in your house? Is DJ mad? Has he thrown anything? I was actually super calm during this game because yeah, that's while, what she said. While it never seemed like a game for a while, it didn't seem like a game that they were probably going to win. I never really got that sinking feeling that man, you know, the Chiefs are going to lose this game. This sucks. You know, I never really felt that because they have that dude. They're, the the Chiefs have that guy that I think the you guys have, as Bears fans, recognize with Rodgers. You never really feel like for this longest time that the Packers were out of games, and I feel like that with the Chiefs. I feel like never is there a point where the game's over. Yeah, that thing, Cole Hardman guy's pretty good. Yeah, he's a real killer. The thing is that you have seen that from your team. They were down 24 to nothing, and they came back and they won like 56 to 24 or something ridiculous like that in a playoff game. So you know that the Chiefs team has that ability, especially when that like clenching moment starts to happen. And the Browns just feel like everything is starting to like sink in and it's coming down to that clutch time. And the Browns are going to Browns because it's about being there. It's about being the team that's not going to make stupid mistakes. Kansas City's not going to make the stupid mistakes. The stupid team is going to find a way to beat itself. True. You know, Chris, you you did jokingly mention this last week about how the game was going exactly how you projected it to go. And, and, Kind of, yeah, because the the Browns did seem like they were in control of that game, and then all of a sudden they started doing the, – things started not going their way. The, the fumbles and then uh, the the punter forgetting, you know, what his job is on the during the game. So the Chiefs kind of got, got a couple – From all the sweat that was pouring into his hands, apparently. <laughs> but, like, you know, you, know you, you were saying the Browns' chance to win is if – Things get away from the Chiefs, and that's kind of how the Chiefs. But I mean, good teams take advantage of that stuff, and that I think that's what yeah, we saw there. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, pivoting off from that, um, if you had a bad week one, is it too soon to panic yet? Depending upon how bad your week one went. No, because I think there was plenty of really good players, not very good last week. So I I, I don't panic at this point. I think it comes down to your definition of panic. I wouldn't be like remaking my entire roster, but those guys that I didn't start, the guys that I'm sitting that are on my bench, am I definitely scanning the waiver wire and flipping as many guys as I can to try to like remake the bottom of my roster and see if something goes wrong again this week that I have a better backup plan? Yeah, I'm definitely doing that if I lost week one. So... In my opinion, and we've talked about this quite a, quite a bit in the past, I think the bottom of your roster, unless unless you just got super lucky and drafted uh, just churn. a ton of guys, I you just churn it all the time, and yeah. and you just even if that you're loading it up with and you have a your your fab and you, you're loading it up with one dollar guys or zero dollar guys if your league allows that, but. The bottom of your bench, in my opinion, is just completely made for that. And also, if this is redraft, you're not carrying two kickers. You're not carrying two defenses. Hold on. Go grab skill position guys because you never know. Like, I have one league where my bench is like Corey Davis and Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. So those are all guys who I'm now not cutting because, you know, we want to see what they're going to be about. But I'm – 
Probably also not starting them at this point. Yeah. Yeah. You can probably cut Corey Davis. Dude was awesome last year. No, time. he was fire, Doug. No, no, he's still terrible. <laughs> I used to be on your train, Doug, but last year he was good. And it hurts me to say that, but he was good last year. And this year he's already off to a good start. I thought new location, he was just going to go back to not existing. I think he's got something figured out. Mm, I don't I don't know if I buy that, but what else? All right, Doug. Okay. Yes. Um, and the only place you can panic is at the disco, of course. Um, Joe panic at the disco. Ooh. Yes. Tell me that's a fantasy, fantasy uh, baseball team name. It was one of the many fantasy baseball team names I had in the league I played in with Doug, where I'd like change my fantasy team name like every week just to piss people off. <laughs> As you should. All right, that'll take us to the end of our first segment. On the other side of this, we will talk to Brian, who will take us through all the DFS knowledge that you need for this weekend. DJ, let it up. What do football fanatics in the Quad Cities love more than Sunday football? Tailgating and partying before, during, and after their favorite college football games. And Mobile Party Experience has the hookup for all your tailgating needs. Mobile Party Experience offers solutions for all types of party throwers and goers. They have towable trailers that offer music, TVs, gaming, private bathrooms with running water, flushable toilets, beverage dispensers, coolers, grills, and utensils tables, chairs, and tents. They have all the amenities you could want or need to host a tailgate, party, or event. Find them at their website, my-mpx.com, or on Facebook at Mobile Party Experience. Sundays is still the best day at Cavanaugh's Hilltop Bar and Grill. While your favorite jamokes aren't on the deck talking fantasy football, they're still one of the best places in the Quad Cities for your football viewing pleasures. Their back deck is ready to go for football season. They've got a brand new 70-inch TV back there where you can enjoy the Bears, Packers, or any of your favorite out-of-market teams. If outside isn't your thing, you can head into the remodeled inside bar area and watch NFL Sunday Ticket on their numerous screens that play their adult video games. And I hear they have the loosest slots in the Quad Cities. That's Cavanaugh's Hilltop Bar and Grill, 1228 30th Street in Rock Island, the non-bubble home for fantasy's sake. Football season is just underway, and if you spend Sundays watching football anywhere but Vans Pizza Pub and Grill, you've been doing it wrong. Vans Pizza Pub and Grill, 3333 North Harrison Street in Davenport, is the best place to catch all of your favorite games, and there's still time to make it part of your Sunday routine. Start your meal off with their famous McGuire Original Nachos or Bready Nuggets, then ask about one of their original QC-style pies. Or be your own quarterback and call an audible and create your own. The Vans crew will make sure your play hits pay dirt every time. Vans Pizza Pub and Grill, 3333 North Harrison Street in Davenport. Come get served. You need to slow it down, DJ. You fire through that thing. I'm nervous, Chris. I know. If you don't read it super fast, then the words are going to run away and you're not going to be able to find them again. <laughs> Imagine how he's, he's, he's always so nervous about messing up the word slots. Then he messes up the words loosest. Yes. <laughs> How did he say it, Doug? The loses slot. The loses. Don't do come, the loosest. Do come the loosest. take all of our money at the loses slot. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, yes. You can all slow right. down and, and read it like a person, DJ. It's just a um, it's just a thought. It, it'd be really unfortunate if I had a job where I have to talk to people on the phone. Or you have to right? read something consistently. 
Yeah, it's going to be awful. <laughs> oh, DJ. All yeah. right, let's bring in Brian uh, to save us from this nonsense. Let me add him here. There you go. There he is. Hey, man. Hey, guys. How are y'all this morning? Doing great. Good, I was, Brian. I was listening to the ads. That was great. I actually started <laughs> the first time as a host um, last week. It's not easy, so I get it. Doug we just have to make DJ Doug miserable. That's part yeah. of our job. Yeah. Doug hated it so much. Like we started year one, we had a guy who just loved reading the ads because when you're on a show with me, there's 90 minutes long and you probably get to talk five if you're lucky. Cause I just talk all the time. Case in point here, then Doug had to read them last year and hated them. And he's like, Hey, why don't you talk more? You're already yeah. doing most of the talking anyway. Might as well just let you actually have some focus. <laughs> <sighs> But yes, yeah, it's, it's certainly not e not an easy job to have for sure. So, so what questions do we kind of have for Brian now that we're looking at DFS stuff, guys? Brian, uh, you did a great job. Uh, if if you guys uh, didn't get a chance, I know uh, one of our our big diehard DFS guys uh, commented he loved your article. He is something he loved last last year. One of the things I I love to look at when setting a lineup are. Um, ways I can quote unquote double my points. So what are what are some of the stacks that you definitely are going after this week? Now, there's a handful of stacks I really like. Um, kind of an odd one to start out with. It's kind of least expensive, but it also gives you an opportunity to build elsewhere. Is is a Bridgewater stack? Um, you could either go with Tim Patrick or you, or you could go with Hamler, and you could save a ton of money um, elsewhere. So. That's the, that's the least expensive end. I really like the Chargers-Cowboys um, opportunity there. You could go with Keenan Allen and Herbert, or on the opposite side, you could go with – if you wanted to, you could go with Cooper. He's sitting at 6,800. A little cheaper, you got Lamb. You can go You can go with Prescott there. So th those are a few, few of my favorite stacks. And always at the, at the very highest end, of course, there, there's a Murray Hopkins, but you know, that's, that's really pricing up completely opposite from the Bridgewater stack. So kind of depends. There's several good ones available. It just depends on where you want to build elsewhere. Are you, are you a guy when, when you uh, build your stacks where you like to bring it back on the other side? Absolutely. Yeah. I call them comeback players, but uh, in, in one lineup I've got today, I, I wasn't able to really go with, go with a comeback player in this particular case, but the perfect example would be the Cowboys chargers. You can go. Maybe you can go. Mike Williams is six, sitting at sixty-one hundred. So maybe you go with Dak and CD, and and throw in a Mike Williams. Um, Keenan's sitting at right at seven. So it's a little bit more pricey. But but I lo I love to do that. And in one lineup, I really hope to build on a on a Bucks and come that come back with a Falcons player. But after last week, it's kind of hard to build off of Falcons because everybody loves Ridley, but his price tags you know skyrocketed just like always. So. It's tough to build unless you go like a pits or something like that. One of our other guys, Michael Scicoli, um, he really loves KJ Hamler this week. It feels like he's a boomer bust guy. Is that apt or is he going to get more touches just because of the injury to Judy? I think the opportunity is there for more touches, but first thing you keep in mind always is the price tag. I mean, that's kind of the most important thing. He's, he's only sitting at 3,800 right now. Right. And in all fairness, I mean, I try to get two to three times points. So you're looking anywhere from 7.6 to 10.8 points for the week. I'm willing to take a roll on that. And like you said, he'll 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 get to, he'll get more touches with Judy out. But don't sleep on Noah Fan either. He's only right. he's actually pretty cheap at 4200. So, yeah, 
we're, we're right in the middle of, uh, of Iowa Hawkeye country. So a lot of people here listening, love, uh, your Noah fans and, uh, Hawkinson and, uh, and that George Kittle guy. Yeah. The, the, the worst thing about, uh, Hawkinson this week, I typically try to play the main <laughs> slate, the 1 PM, the 4 PM game. Mm-hmm. Of course, Hawkinson's playing Monday night. Right. But yeah, uh, that, that was one thing that was pretty tough to set a main slate lineup is because you you're thinking no Hawkinson, no Mark Andrews and, and no Travis Kelsey this week. Well, exactly. That's, that's the big thing. Um, the only player that you really missed from Thursday night, of course, was McLaurin, but there's so many good players bet- between the Ravens, the chiefs and the Packers. And even, even like you said, there's a couple of players like Hawkinson in particular Swift, you know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't love Swift necessarily. He was kind of iffy this week, but he's going to play, but, it's still, like you said, there's a lot of good players missing. So, The Bears' secondary is absolute trash, but the Bengals <laughs> have three wide receivers that are, are exceptional. How do you choose between the three? I would honestly, I would honestly um, go with the cheapest price tag. Um, I'm a Higgins fan personally, yeah. but I don't have the prices here in front of me between, between Higgins and Chase, but whoever's cheapest between the two, I would, I would go with. Let's Any see. tight ends kind of catching your eye because that's one place where I think you can definitely find a guy with a cheap price tag and get some major value. Well, there, there's another example with uh, with Michael Gallup. Um, you could you could always go with either Dalton Schultz or, or Blake Jarman for cheap. And like I said, I, re- I really really like like Fant this week. Um, he would he would be my go to. The only player I would recommend staying away from personally is Goddard. Um, the, the 49ers, like you said, they allowed Hawkinson to eat all day. But I'm, I'm thinking that's going to happen pretty often. And I, I don't expect Gardner to have that kind of game um, at all. Last year, the 49ers gave up the fewest points to opposing tight ends at, at under eight per game. I personally am not staying. Not, I don't want Goddard. I don't want Ertz. So. Where do you kind of fall when it comes to Kyle Pitts? Because he put up kind of a clunker in week one. He's probably going to have a price tag just based off of his name, right? Yeah, he's sitting at 5,400 right now. I'm a, I'm, I'm a wait-and-see kind of guy. Right. Pitt, to be honest, Pitts got so much attention in the, in the offseason that his price tag, to me, is a little, a little high. Um, I would have to, you know, they really put up, not only did Pitts put up a clunker, but the whole team put up a clunker. You get beat 32 to 6, I mean. Nobody really played well, even Ridley. So, are you are you willing to at tight end this week uh, pay up for for Darren Waller? I mean, he saw a ton of targets uh, in that, that. Yeah, that that Monday night game, it was insane. In, in general, in general, I wouldn't mind paying up for a tight end, but in all fairness, I would much I would much rather go for Kittle at six sixty four hundred than paying up for Waller. Pittsburgh's defense is pretty good against tight ends last year, so. I love Waller. He's great, but I would I would rather go cheaper and go Kittle. This is going to floor the other two guys to hear, but I I think there's absolute absolute certainty that Darren Waller, just based on the volume he's going to get, that he finishes this season as the tight end one. Like it's just insane, just purely based on volume. I, I could see that happening, but as far as long as Kelsey is healthy, I'm going to have a hard time thinking he's not finishing tight end one how many years in a row has he finished tight end one right so, three but, I, I, and, but I, he's I, he's been a tight end one for six years in a row i mean it's insane don't encourage him brian do not yeah i'm a i'm a huge chiefs and kelsey's fan kelsey fan so i mean mm-hmm. 
that's that's okay. Actually, last weekend, um, all of my wife's family, her aunts and her aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff, live in Kansas. So they live in a small town called Parsons, Kansas. And um, we were, we were there. We we hadn't visited them in three years, and uh, we were there. We were actually watching the Chief, the Chiefs Browns game with them. So. Um, I, I get I get the homerism. It's okay. <laughs> are you wearing an Eagles jersey? Is that what we see there? You are, but I'm actually a Steelers fan. But in all honesty, I've never been a I've never been a huge jersey guy. Yeah. Um, so the only two Vanderbilt players that that ever really, for like a year, got an opportunity to play was Jordan Matthews, and, and then then also um, I'm forgetting his name, Zach Stacy, running back for the Rams. So the only two jerseys I own. It is a Matthews and a Stacy because I wanted I wanted to show some Vanderbilt love. <laughs> well, it looks like you're wearing a Hertz jersey. Where are you at on Jalen Hurts right now? I, I'm I'm just <laughs> on that wait to see approach two. I mean, I I don't love Hertz, but at the same time, his his rushing volume get, gives you an opportunity. So, I'm for me. I mean, other people are higher on him than I am. But but the other thing about it. I graduated from Vanderbilt. My dad got his master's from Oklahoma, so it's kind of oh, hard to awesome. not like Hurts. But at <laughs> the same time, I don't know. I'm a little iffy on his passing ability right now. Elijah Mitchell and Tyson Williams are two people that I think a lot of owners went out and got this week. Can they be good? Are they just ready for a bust? Because it feels like a bust is coming because of the expectation with both of them. There's actually going to be a bust for sure on Tyson Williams <laughs> only because this morning they came out and said that, that they didn't commit to anything other than the hot right. hand. So they've got a hot hand approach. Um, they've got three running backs that are, that are going to get carries. I'm just kind of, I don't know. I see him as a bust, but they also came out on Elijah Mitchell and said that he's going to be the dominant, dominant running back this week. He'll get the, he'll get the majority of the carries. So I'm okay with Elijah Mitchell. He's sitting at 5,000. I would I, I would not want any part at all of Tyson. So. Well, and Trey Sermon is supposed to be the guy, and then he didn't end up actually being the guy. He's on the active roster now, kind of lingering around. And I think people are going to worry about that. But like you said, they committed to hit Mitchell so far. Why not ride him until you see otherwise? Exactly. And the, the other thing that's really interesting to me is, you know, Ser Sermon was declared inactive last week. Mitchell right. had the game, but the difference in price is actually five thousand for Mitchell and forty six hundred for Sermon. So you've only got a difference of four hundred, which is pretty shocking to me. Right. So. Are you a, are are you a guy where you like to set most of your lineups very similar, or do you kind of just see what different lineups you can float out there? I, I actually set my initial lineup because because I'm, I'm I do another pod that that I actually hosts. So I set my my initial lineup on Friday, but then I, I tweak it over the weekend based on any news that come out on Saturday. So right. and I, and I oftentimes set multiple lineups. Like I like to play around with stacks and and do that kind of thing. But in, in general, it's not hard for me to determine my my initial lineup. I think the more we tweak, the more we second guess ourselves. So. Mm -hmm. If you can come up with a broad concept of what you'd like to start with, I think that's best. And like you said, I mean, the question about the tight ends—that's kind of kind of where I've started tight ends and defense because, irregardless, you got to have a couple price plays. And some sometimes that's where, where like this week they did a really good job. Week one, um, they actually allowed the rookie um, running backs and wide receivers to be basement bottom prices. 
but they adjusted that this week. So you really have to get back to finding value plays. Are you, uh, what are you doing, uh, at, at least DFS or, or general fantasy wise? Uh, how are you feeling about Najee Harris? I'm even, even though it's a little hard to be, I'm, I'm actually on, on Najee and my primary lean and my primary lineup today, he's actually one of my two running backs with Chris Carson. So, do you feel like people are just kind of pumping the brakes because they saw that Steelers offensive line? It's a lot of new guys trying to be in a lot of new positions, and they just didn't look like they had it together this week. Why do you think they're going to get it together this week? I think I think the Raiders defense will allow, will allow them to get it together. I uh, they actually looked pretty good in the second half last week. Even though they got a they got a um, block punt return helped out quite a bit, they only had 64 yards of total offense in the first half, and finished up with 199 in the second half. So, if we can multiply that out by two and get close to 400 yards, I think everybody will be just fine with it. Before we lose you here, as a Steelers fan, let's play our favorite game on For Fantasy's sake: Wheel of Steelers receivers. Pick one. Oh, my man is Deontay. Um, like I said, I've only got I've only got two jerseys. The third third one I want is Deontay, and then he's actually um, in terms of my twi- my Twitter profile and banner. It's actually I'm I'm in I'm actually in the Scott Fishbowl, and um, my my banner is actually Shania Twain, which is the division I'm in. And there's also a picture of Deontay. So for me, it's not even close. And you know he's going to get the volume too. Correct. I'm I'm a big Deontay fan as well. One last question. I. I'm big on Christian Kirk this week. Do you think there's value there? Because he's coming off a big week last week. He's the Vikings secondary, which just looks like trash. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think, I think off the top of my head, the Vikings gave the six most points to opposing wide receivers last year. I, I, I've got, like I just mentioned, the Scott Fishbowl. I've got Kirk in my starting lineup. Um, nice. I, I've got Murray as one of, my, one of my quarterbacks. So, you know, that just made a perfect sense to me. So, yeah, I like Kirk. And we all know, I mean, I feel like for sure A.J. Green is nothing more than a than a cheaper Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, he, he's a senior mentor, but he only had two catches last week. So he's, yeah. he's going away. And not only do I like, not only do I like Kirk, but do, please don't sleep on Rondell Moore sitting at 4000 yeah. if, if you need an inexpensive wide receiver at about the same price tag as Hamler, definitely go with Rondell Moore. I was just about to ask you about Rondell since you were talking. Christian Kirk there, so good I'm deal. Up, I'm up both, but in all honesty, Kirk's at five thousand, Rondell's at four. So if I needed an inexpensive fill-in, uh, he had four catches. Moore had four catches for sixty-eight yards last week off the top of my head. So I would definitely feel comfortable going going with either one of them. But like I said, if you need cheap, Rondell's out there. Yeah. Cool. All righty. Well, that will take us to the end of the segment, Brian. Thank you very much. That was great stuff, man. Thanks for having yeah, me on. Have a nice rest of the day, and hopefully everybody win their games. Thanks. All right, Adij, do the thing. With five locations within the Quad Cities area, Ray's Barbershop has provided first-class service haircutting and shaves since 2010. Ray's Barbershop has been voted the Quad Cities' favorite barbershop year after year. Race takes tremendous pride in their work and in maintaining the fine art of classic meets modern barbering. Race goes above and beyond to make sure our client's level of satisfaction is met. You won't find the Ray's experience anywhere else. 
Located in the Belgium neighborhood of 7th Street in Moline, Clinch Draft House Pizza and Grill is home to some of the Quad City's best food and drink specials. On Sundays, there's no better place to be. Clint's is serving up 75-cent wings and $4 Bloody Marys all day. And your favorite team playing in those out-of-market games? You'll never miss a second of the action on one of their 10 screens with NFL Sunday Ticket. And after you've had your wing and bloody fix, finish off your football watching experience with one of their famous Quad City-style pizzas. And folks, they know pizza. They've been spinning QC-style pies for the last 22 years. So make Clint's part of your Sunday football routine. Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill, 7th Street in Moline. Who doesn't need a solid handcuff on their fantasy squad? Grab a bite to eat at Clint's Draft House while watching the noon games, and then head on over across the Moline Rock Island border to the corner tap for some libations during the three o'clock games. Every Sunday is fun day at the corner with $3 tall boys, Bloody Marys, Jack Daniels, and $2 PBR drafts. Head into the corner tap, 4018 14th Avenue, Rock Island, and get into the end zone. Better, DJ. Better. Yeah, I thought that was a good one. Now you just have to read it with as much swag as a Denver quarterback who's not very good. I don't know that I can, lock I don't know that I can lock down that swag, Chris. <laughs> More swag than talent, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's get on to DJ's nonsensical rankings that never make any damn sense. Um, by the way, Tyreek wide receiver won last week, so kiss my natural. But no, you have an unnatural butt too. No, most people do. Oh, Doug, you screwed it up already. <gasps> who hey, uses, look how I who uses Safari? Do you use Safari? Yes, I do. In wow. communist Russia, Doug uses Safari. <laughs> Prefer. <laughs> Wait, that's not how it goes. No. And I'm old enough to remember when that joke was new. All right. Uh, week two quarterback rankings. Murray Mahomes, didn't pick Allen, Patrick Mahomes Jackson. number one. I think that's that's a real that's news, shocker. Yeah. And, I, and yeah, other than Tannehill, I have no problems with this list. Tannehill lower or higher? Well, obviously lower. lower. Well, and you've got Josh Allen a pretty high DJ after a clunker. You think he's going to have a big comeback game here? Yeah, I, Miami's I, defense isn't that bad. Yeah, I still think Pittsburgh's probably when it comes to their defense. I think they're elite defensively. And so I think a lot of teams are going to struggle against, against Pittsburgh. All right, moving on to the oh, next. Oh, I messed up a tab. You suck. DJ. Oh, let's see. Burrow, Cousins, Winston, Mayfield, Bridgewater, Ryan, that guy, Tua, Mac, Darnold. Trevor Lawrence, Tyrod Taylor. I think we're going to see Winston sneak into that first slide this year. However, I would like to see more volume. He did only complete 14 passes last week. I mean, I know that was the game, the, the, the flow of the game, but I think he's going to sneak into that first slide this season. A lot of those passes were touchdowns, though, too. No, I know, five of them, <laughs> five of 14. Not yeah. good at math, but that's good. Yeah, some regression there. I was very pleased with what I saw from Joe Burrow. I think he's another guy who's going to get in that first slide here pretty quickly, especially going against Chicago's secondary, which we already talked about, not very good. 
So I think Joe Burrow, if he puts together another good game, might be creeping around into that top 10. I think one of those those big things for the, one of the big things for Burrow is he just did not look intimidated. He didn't look like he was scared that somebody was going to hit him. Kind of like what we talked about with Dak um, week yeah. one, where he, they were confident in the fact, one, for, for Joe Burrow that he was going to be protected. But he was getting that ball out quickly and finding – he uh, chase a lot, but no, he he definitely looked confident. And Minnesota is a team that I think is going to get better defensively. But you didn't know what you were going to see out of them week one, and and Burrow was just out there just slinging it. You're right, DJ. Last week too, you said that he might be hunting Chase a little bit, and he was definitely doing that, and it worked out for both of them. Going up against Brashad Breland, he was the worst cornerback I think I've ever seen. I think they made him an honorary Atlanta Falcon just because of that performance. What what was crazy is he wasn't bad in his two previous stops. And so I like he was, he was decent in green Bay. He was decent in Kansas city. I mean, down during those stretch runs in the playoffs, he was one of the better defenders who, who helped them win the Super Bowl and then go to the Super Bowl and just to see him just not be good at all just kind of blew my mind yeah that's why I was going to ask you for more of a read on him because he looked awful and maybe it's like an injury that's undisclosed or something like that but they don't really have anybody to take his spot in Minnesota like if they need to change things up so I mean it, it can only get worse for the Vikings secondary I mean he legitimately got Absolutely, like when it was over a hundred yards. When can well, when Kansas City played Minnesota in the preseason, as they were targeting him when he was on the field. Yeah, and you know that's just crazy during the preseason, especially when you think that there's third stringers on the field at times. <laughs> so you think uh, maybe Kansas City was trying to show the league something? Is that kind of what you're saying here? I think I I think that they schemed him into success. Okay, I think that there was a lot of a lot of underneath help for him and i think there's a lot of over the top help i think that there's a lot of bracket coverage when breland was playing elite tight uh wide receivers speaking of brackets get your tabs together dj yeah, yeah those are those are terrible oh, uh, Kamara mccaffrey cook eckler chubb jones henry you feeling good about henry even though his week last week and then he's playing seattle's defense yeah i think that was an anomaly i i don't think you're gonna see a lot of other games where Tennessee is going to get their doors just absolutely beaten off. And yeah. what? <laughs> I know. I know. I realize what I said. I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of that this season. So, Are you worried about Aaron Jones at all, considering the way that game went? It kind of got off script, so he couldn't be Aaron Jones. But at the same time, you think Green Bay is going to get back to that, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm. They're another offense. I'm not really overly concerned about. All right, you know, moving you know, on. I had, a, I had a. Wow, my tabs were just god awful this week. <laughs> Go back to the previous slide, because I did a little bit of a aggressive wager today on that New Orleans Carolina game. I did a parlay with. Kamara and McCaffrey both to have over 50 rushing, 30 receiving, and a touchdown. I think in order to do that, one of them has to be losing. Well, considering they're playing each other, the odds are good that one of them. I know, but but (laughs) I mean losing by a lot, and I don't think that this game is going to skew really one way or the other. Okay, that's that's a fair take. 
Um, David Montgomery still with no respect, even though he put up the second most rushing yards last week. Let's see if Matt Nagy remembers she's on the team, okay? Yeah, I know, I know. But and you've got Tyson Williams at twenty-four. I was going to ask about him. What do we feel? How do we feel about him going forward? I mean, he's playing Kansas City, which I think that you're going to want to dial up running backs against Kansas City all year. Um, even like Chris said, that they're, they're likely to be losing all. You know, other teams are likely to be losing to the Chiefs and needing to pass. But the Chiefs looked really bad against Chubb and Hunt last week. And there was a lot of, like, passing behind or at the line of scrimmage last week. And so I think as long as they're pass catchers, I'm dialing up running backs this year against against the Chiefs. Doug, you really nailed it. Um, David Montgomery looked like a completely different running back than I think I've ever seen with Chicago in week one. And I'm, I'm changing my opinion on him completely. I think he is a good running back. He didn't have like the stutter step at the line of scrimmage that he's had in years past. He's more of a straight line runner. He looked faster than I think I've ever seen him. That's something that blew me away in game one, that he looked so fast and to have him come out and have that performance, I think is only going to do good things for him. I don't like him this week because I think the Bengals up front are better than people think. And so because of that, I think that the Bears are going to really struggle to run the ball in this one. They're also really going to struggle to pass the ball because they couldn't even do that in the second half of a game when they're down 20 points and they can't throw passes over the middle or on the outside, or they can't complete a pass anywhere to move the offense down the field in a game where they're allowing you to just pass the ball and run out the clock. I'm, I'm unsure how you feel about team. that one, Chris. I'm really excited. I'm excited for this season, Doug. Look, we, we got this guy, okay? Once we get him on the field, everything will be great. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I want. When they're down their seventh left tackle? <laughs> yes. Speaking of that, since we're gonna since we're gonna split up the rankings because because we get too deep into these, so we'll have to do the the wide receivers and tight ends in the next segment. But since we're gonna skip the Bears there's segment, one, there's one. I more. want to complain about the fact that Khalil Mack hasn't shown up in like. There's one more page of running backs, Doug. So half a season. I, let me complain about the guy first, because Chris had his rant. I have mine. Khalil Mack hasn't done diddly squat in like I don't even know how many games, and and they keep putting up the graphic that he's like one of the elite defenders of the NFL, but then you see the stats they put up in the second half, and it's like he's got no pressures, no sacks, no tackles. He's has 28 pass rush snaps, and I'm like, where's the production, dude? Yes, I understand that they're probably rolling the, the it didn't protection even look like that, that way, but still, it's I, I need something. It didn't he, look he like that. He came out that first game, and he game. collected the, the Thanos glove of, of all the statistics. He hasn't done bupkis sense, and I would really like to see him perform a little bit better. <clears throat> I get that, Doug. Khalil Mack needs to be better because that's what you were banking on to be good. Mm-hmm. The other problem is that Robert Quinn hasn't been good at all as a Chicago Bear, and you needed him to be the guy to allow Khalil Mack to get the one-on-ones so Khalil Mack could be good again. But yes. then neither of those things happened, and now – we're at this standstill where this defense could be a lower third of the league defense. It could be one of the worst in the league. Uh, we're getting there. Yeah. We're, we're and, and with all the good pieces that they have, it's just really kind of been 
it hasn't come together and it's really kind of kind of frustrating all right uh last 12 before we go to break on dj's crappy um, yeah, dude, I warned you that my eyes were really tired when I was doing this, but I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> it's that bad. All right. Um, I think James White um, might need a bump here, like uh, considering that New England is going to lean on him a lot this year. I think if he has another decent game again this week where he puts up maybe like six, seven points, he might be due for a bump because a lot of these guys – are boomer bust right now, but if he goes out and has another solid game, he might deserve to be on the next screen. Yeah, Mike Davis, what are we th- feeling about that after that week one performance where he didn't that, look so that, high? That offense is just so bad. I know. <laughs> Mike Davis, I think, had maybe his most charm season he's ever had in the NFL last year, and I don't think it's going to happen again. I mean, Doug and I watched him when he was on the Bears, and he couldn't fall forward when he was on the bears. I think he might be back to that guy again. Yeah. All right. So that will take us. Let me stop my share here real quick. That'll take us to the end of this or the halfway through the segment. We will do wide receivers and tight ends on the other side. Donald. Bad bad boys. Isn't hard to find now serving in three different locations, Moline Davenport and downtown Davenport at river music experience. Their restaurant and bar stays open late, not only on the weekends, but weekdays too. Bad Boys specializes in Quad City style pizza and daily specials. So be sure to keep an eye out for those. They also offer food carryout and pizza delivery options at your convenience. They have a full bar at all three locations with 24 taps in Moline, 32 taps in Davenport, and 20 in downtown Davenport. They also host exciting events such as Quad City Storm Parties, NFL Sunday ticket giveaways, and other sports viewing parties. Bad Boys always has the coldest beer, and the atmosphere is always welcoming. For great people, drinks, and Quad City-style pizza, choose Bad Boys. Durham Modeling has been serving the Quad Cities area since 1973. With nearly 50 years of excellence on their track record, you'll see why it's so easy to trust their experts when it comes to all your home improvement projects. Durham Modeling's work is 100% guaranteed, so you can rest assured that you're getting the best service around. Call 309-786-6715 for all your roofing, siding, flooring, windows, and painting needs. That's Durham Remodeling, 309-786-6715. It's Sunday Funday over at Frick's Tap. Iowa's second oldest bar is guaranteed to have your favorite team on one of its 13 TV screens with NFL Sunday Ticket. Get on into Frick's now where they will be joined by Smoked Out Smokehouse every Sunday. And boy, does that menu look great. Barbecue smoked ribs, pork chops, wings, you name it, you can get it during your football game over at Frick's. So for Frick's steak, head into Frick's, 1402 West 3rd Street, Davenport. It was good, DJ. It had a nice rhythm to it. It was flowing. Thanks. You know what? I actually wrote that Frick's ad, and I think that's one of my favorite ads. See? It's good because you put your own words into it, and then you knew the flow of it. So we didn't get a chance to talk about this um, during the during the quarterback segment, and he because he wasn't on the list. But what were your guys' takeaways from um, Zach Wilson in that that first week? I'm kind of back to where I was. Oh, go ahead, Doug. No, that was pretty much it. Okay. I'm slandering him. I'm I was 
I'm back to where I was like after the draft when he just looked overwhelmed by like the spotlight of everything. Then I watched him in the preseason and I was like, okay, I can see it. He can make all the throws. I think right now the spotlight is just too much for him. Mm-hmm. He's going to progress into that quarterback that can be very, very good. But right now I would stay away because I am worried that it's just too much for him. Right. And I think that's I think that's the only critique I really have of him right now is he's going to try to do too much. That's going to make it even harder for him because at the quarterback position, he doesn't have the help he needs. Right. Also, I think that we're getting messed up on these graphics because of Safari, Doug, because I'm looking at my Google Chrome slides and they are perfect and all aligned. He says Google. as he tabs them around. I know. Google, no, I Google, Google, man. I know. All right. And I swear <laughs> I'm not moving my tabs why, around. Why are we revisiting my sophomore year today? Huh? Glad you're old. I was like yes. in kindergarten or something. Probably. Anyway. All right. Wide receiver rankings. Um, I want to say something controversial or something shocking to you guys. I think Lockett's too high. I think he had his big week, and I, th- I think they'll shift the coverage this week. I don't think he'll have quite the, the big week that he had last week. It does shock me. That's like that's almost as shocking as me slandering Travis Kelsey. Well, it wasn't slander, but, you know. <laughs> well, it's slander for a DJ, that's for sure. DJ, like, just had to, like, you know, hurt himself because he said bad things about Kelsey. So he's, like, stabbing a fork into his leg while he does it. My dad, who can only hear my end of the show when I said, gosh, you're old, knew I was talking about Doug. He said, must be talking about Doug because he's old. <laughs> my dad, who was yeah. born, My dad, who was born before World War II. We all talked about how good Pittsburgh's defense is, but was anybody else worried about Stefan Diggs week one performance? Because I expected him to still be able to do some of the things that he had done last season. It seemed like that connection just wasn't there. And Josh Allen was looking at Cole Beasley an awful lot. Cole, Ble- Cole Beasley had like probably quadruple the drops that he has to shots. So, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he could actually like, Maybe if he had some shots, maybe he'd actually could catch something. To not go to not go all pro vaccine on this show, I think it's really funny that the Buffalo Bills are going to require fans to be vaccinated, but not their players. Yeah. Uh, I regress. Okay. Moving on uh, to 13 to 24. Uh, uh, Mike Evans, probably too high. And I say that as probably Mike Evans' number 17 fan. Yeah, you're 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 a Mike Evans apologist, as am I. I. It's just so hard to know where to rank Mike Evans because when you rank him in those bottom twelve, he ends up as wide receiver two for the week. When you rank him in the top twelve, he ends up catching like thir- last Thursday night. He ends up catching two balls for like twenty yards, and you're then like put him in the bottom. Then put him in the bottom so that we can get some production out of his ass. <laughs> I don't care about Mike Evans. I think Antonio Brown's probably a little too low here, DJ. I really think he's going to have a huge year after kind of just having to fly into the radar um, during the last season with Tampa Bay. 
I think he's going to have a breakout year this year and is probably headed towards being around that top 10 again. Yeah, yeah I might have been wrong about him. He's looking pretty, pretty, pretty good. I like that Cooper Cup to uh, Matthew Stafford connection, too. I think that's going to be a big boost for Cooper Cup as long as he can stay healthy this year that he's going to put up probably his best season. Yeah, I think we're definitely looking at Cooper Cup being that guy in in Los Angeles this year. Yeah, yeah well, it's a Stafford renaissance this year because he's finally actually got some guys who can actually yeah, catch. Yeah, more like than one guy who can catch. Like we discussed last week, I think there's a potential this guy could be MVP this year. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm going to steal somebody MVP. else's – I'm going to steal somebody else's joke here. It was someone on Twitter, and I'm sorry, I can't remember who did it. But it's Cooper Cup had all, like, the touchdowns and the yards. Bobby Trees got more, like, actual targets. So don't look at the Cooper Cup for the Bobby Trees or something like that, something along those lines. I saw that joke. You got there terribly. I know I did. I was really proud of myself, Doug. You have no idea. Right. You threw me off because I kept talking over you. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, okay, next set, uh, wide receivers here. Jamar Chase, probably too low, um, especially since he actually looked like Jamar Chase. Remembered how to catch the football, and he's playing that terrible bear secondary, so I would probably bump him up there. What do we think about Brandon Cooks? Now, he's he can have those big games like what we saw last week. Um but he could also be easily taken away because he is kind of their only weapon. So was last week an anomaly, or do we think that he's going to be pretty solid this season? Yeah, you know, I, I think the big thing to look at with Brandon Cooks is Farrell Brown emerged as a re- legitimate target there last week. And I think that if he can continue to kind of take away some of that that bracket coverage and catch those balls underneath and, and be a threat. You could see Brandon cooks have a decent year because they do, whether it's, it's Lindsay or, or David Johnson in the backfield, they have somebody they can outlet. Then they can have Farrell, Farrell Brown in the middle and then Brandon cooks can kind of take the lid off the defense. So I'm, I'm willing to wait, wait this one out. And I think Brandon cooks could end up just having like a legitimate takeaway that, that year where he played decoy in Los Angeles. I think he could just legitimate put up a Brandon cooks year where he finishes in the top 20 to 24 at wide receiver. And, and you're willing to start him every week. Yeah. I think he and Tyrod really match up well together and Tyrod probably had one of his best games in the NFL. When Tyrod was with Buffalo before, he never really had over a 300 yard passing game. His legs would get him over 300 yards because he'd rush a couple times, but he didn't really do it passing wise. And to have him come out like after seemingly being on the shelf forever and put up this kind of game, I'm really impressed. I, I like a lot of what the Houston Texans offense is right now. I know injuries are going to change the dynamic of that, and they're going to go back to being the Houston Texans here pretty quick. But right now, the makeup of this team, it makes a lot of sense, and I like what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Smith, where are you at on him, DJ? Because I I thought – I just can't get over that picture from the preseason where 
He's wearing his pads for the first time walking onto the field, and he looked like a peewee football player just got, like, Philadelphia Eagles gear on and managed to get onto the field for some reason, like a -a make-a-wish thing. I just don't know what to think of him because he is talented. I was super excited that he was going to fall in the draft this year, and I wanted to try to get him, but do you think he's a a player who's going to put up consistent numbers or was week one a flash in the pan? I think I, I kind of said this a little bit last week is I think that Devonte Smith is an elite route runner. And I think that that doesn't change in the NFL. I mean, it does, but think about like Devonte Adams. That's a guy I look at Devonte Adams, not uber talented, you know, as far as he's not super fast He's not, his hands aren't great, you know, but he's just an elite route runner. And I think Devontae Smith can be that. Obviously he's not linked to Aaron Rodgers, but I think he's going to be a guy who's a very good pro. And I think that, I think we could be sitting, you know, doing this show when Doug's 50 in 2023 and we're looking at Devontae Smith as a guy we're putting on that first slide every single week. I think that he's got potential to be, a top five wide receiver in the league. It just really depends on what his quarterback play is. Doug, will you really be 50 in two years? It, for the record, the wife will be 50 in 2023, not me. Oof. DJ, Doug just got you into trouble. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Doug, Doug, it's got to be yours, dude. These slides are perfect on my Google Chrome. Go Doug. back for just one second, Doug. I had a thought, and now I forgot. Oh, DJ, Mike Williams, now you yep. can go to the tight ends. Um, Mike Williams, I think he's a guy who legitimately could be a top 10 wide receiver. It's been health issues that have really bogged him down through the first few mm-hmm. years. He has the ability, he has the size and the speed. Do you think this is going to be a breakout year for him? I, I want to say yeah, but I also said that last year. and He tricks you every year. That's does. my problem with him. And, and the thing is, with him... He's got an, a, a good quarterback. He's yeah. got a alpha receiver opposite of him because Keenan yes. Allen, you know, very good. Doug, we're not. To, we're, we'll, we'll address that later. He, you know, th- th- he's got a really good offense around him. The question is, when it comes to Keenan Allen, uh, Austin Eckler spreading the ball around to other tertiary options, not including. Mike Williams, is there enough balls to go around to where if he doesn't catch 10 touchdowns that you're, you know what I mean? Or if he doesn't have two catches for 80 yards in a score, you know what I mean? That's where you kind of get nervous. Obviously, like in my opinion, and the reason I do 36 running backs and 36 wide receivers are these are guys that you're probably starting. You're probably you know, that last slide are flex options. You know, obviously first slide wide receiver one, wide receiver two, then flex options. And I think Mike Williams is a guy that you consider in your flex. But as far as a breakout, there, there's just a lot of question marks there. And I don't, I don't think a lot of them go are because of him. It's just his opportunity is kind of deep balls, jump balls around the end zone. Okay. I also okay. want to take a victory lap on 
Tyler Higby because I told you that Matthew you Stafford did. really likes his tight ends and he's set up for a good year. No, I I I, I bow down to you on that one, Steel. Okay. Yay! All right, and that's all the tight end talk we have time for today. Because you guys oh, kept going no, back Doug. to previous slides, I couldn't move you forward. <laughs> all right, so that'll take us to the end of this segment. On the other side, we will put up the bet segment from Tim, which is a new slide uh, that you guys will see. And then we will talk inactives, which already there have been several uh, big names on there. I do so, have that just pulled up, Doug, so I'll be ready to go with that. All right, good job. All right, hit it. With five locations within the Quad Cities area, Ray's Barbershop has provided first-class service, haircutting, and shaves since 2010. Ray's Barbershop has been voted the Quad Cities' favorite barbershop year after year. Ray's takes tremendous pride in their work and in maintaining the fine art of classic meets modern barbering. Ray's goes above and beyond to make sure our client's level of satisfaction is met. You won't find the Ray's experience anywhere else. Located in the Belgium neighborhood of 7th Street in Moline, Clinch Draft House Pizza and Grill is home to some of the Quad City's best food and drink specials. On Sundays, there's no better place to be. Clinch is serving up 75-cent wings and $4 Bloody Marys all day. And your favorite teams playing in those out-of-market games? You'll never miss a second of the action on one of their 10 screens with NFL Sunday Ticket. And after you've had your wing and bloody fix, finish off your football watching experience with one of their famous Quad City style pizzas. And folks, they know pizza. They've been spinning QC style pies for the last 22 years. So make Clint's part of your Sunday football routine. Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill, 7th Street in Moline. Who doesn't need a solid handcuff on their fantasy squad? Grab a Bite to eat at Clinch Draft House while watching the noon games, and then head on over across the Moline Rock Island border to the Corner Tap for some libations during the 3 o'clock games. Every Sunday is fun day at the Corner with $3 Tall Boys, Bloody Marys, Jack Daniels, and $2 PBR drafts. Head into the Corner Tap, 4018 14th Avenue, Rock Island, and get into the end zone. I think all of them should just end with come get served. <laughs> It's not a bad idea. Come get Yeah, DJ, you need to just figure out like a simple little like tagline for all of them that's just like that so you can punch it the whole way through. Punch it, Get served. All righty. So, Patriots, Jets. Hey, we need to do the – let's do the betting first before we do the – The betting first. Before we do the inactives. First Tim, the- Tim, Tim worked hard on this. Obviously, like Doug said, this is a new segment. Uh, you can see this on our site each week. Uh, Tim does a little of analysis. He was really bad last week, so we hope he's going to be better for you guys. I was going to say that his record technically doesn't matter, but if you're going to you want to throw him under the bus like that, DJ just coming out throwing haymakers at a guy. Haymakers. So Panthers plus four getting four points against the Saints, Eagles getting three and a half against the Niners, Steelers giving up five against the Raiders, and his lock of the week is the Cowboys and the Chargers to to reach the 55-point mark. His lock of the week last week was the Packers giving up three against the Saints. That worked really well for him. Love you, Tim. A lot of people didn't see that coming. Though. No, I know. Yeah, that week week one's always a dark throw. You because you, you don't quite know what, what they've had. So, well, 
the thing about Matt LaFleur is he's one in five now in games that are played in Florida. I don't get it. He's spending too much time at the beach. That's what it's got to be. <laughs> Son of a beach. Son of a beach. <laughs> Son of a deed. I have a daughter. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to say about the betting lines? Because I am not a betting person, so I no, do not. Uh, like I said, I, I have a decent parlay. Probably will not win because I'm bad at betting. But um, I'll, read you, I'll read you my parlay for this week. You read it earlier. No, no, that was. Oh man, I have so many bets out there. So for me, I've my parlay is Bears giving up two, uh, Buffalo money line against the Dolphins. Uh, the line I got for Pittsburgh is six and a half, so I'm giving up six and a half against the Raiders. Um, Rams money line against the Colts and the Chiefs giving up three and a half. It might be my Bears colored glasses telling me this, but. I think the Bears have a dead cat bounce this week just because it's the home opener and they haven't had fans in a year. Maybe they get a little bit of boost off of that and they just barely squeak one out when they get absolutely trashed on defense. And it's going to be like a weird shootout. They only lose by 17 this week then? So the Bears kick 20 field goals and then they they just barely uh, manage to, to beat the Bengals who score a bunch of touchdowns. That's fair. I can buy so, that. so that you don't think they'll cover minus two, Chris? <sighs> yeah. Here's the question: Are the will they go to overtime like like Minnesota did last week? I, I just have this feeling like Cincinnati's going to open the the season with like with three straight over, overtime, three straight yeah. overtime games, and like the Bears are going to get caught up in it somehow. Well, yeah, if they open the season with three straight, three of three of four or something like and, that, and the Bears are on their schedule, that seems like good math. Going to happen, yes. <laughs> but you know what I'm. But do you know what I mean? Like, like nah, every yeah. every like every year, there's there's always a team that always has like some winners. Yeah, that are like that end up playing like a bunch of overtime games like early while they're like trying to figure things out, and the Bears just seem to always be the team that steps on that landmine. That's fair. I don't think the Bears can – this is going to go against what I just said. I don't think the Bears score enough points to force an overtime game or have the ability to have a two-minute drive where they can score a touchdown. What about an overtime – or a game to, to kick a, a game-time field goal? Well, they can probably get in field goal range because they can't score touchdowns, so I guess that's all they can do. Oh, wait, wait, Doug. I take it back. They will try to go down to kick a field goal that'll tie the game, but then Matt Nagy's going to go for it on fourth and 15. And throw and, and call a play that goes for eight yards. For 10 yards. Yeah. Hey, hey, at one least he's still. Only, one of only two passes they threw over 10 yards. <laughs> All at right. Least, at so least he's still going to be ahead of LaFleur, who they'll be down 17 or 21 17. 21, yeah, 21 17. And he'll kick the field goal. With three minutes left and no timeouts, you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. I, hold, hold one second. Uh, I thought I you have, said you were prepared for the internet. Well, no, I know I am, but I have a special person watching at home. Hi, Harper. Oh. All right. Patriots, Jets. Uh, down for the Patriots. Trent Brown, Kyle Vinoy, Ramondre Stevenson, Sean Wade. 
Devin Asasi, and Ronnie Perkins. Um, I'm not going to read all these, so just fantasy relevant. The Jets are without both wide receivers, Denzel Mims and Jamison Crowder. And, and Mims is a healthy scratch. Yeah, and running backs Josh Adams and Michael P. Ryan. Um, the Broncos, uh, no fantasy relevant uh, inactives. Except for Judy's out because of the injury. Except for Judy's out because well, that was known before right this instant. Um, Jags, tight end Jacob Hollister would really be the only significant one there. Um, Dolphins, Will Fuller, personal issues. He's back from being suspended but now has personal issues apparently, don't we all? Um, and tight end Hunter Long, not going to make his debut today. Uh, Niners and Eagles, Gardner Minshew is still uh, inactive. Still trying to take that number two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Rams and Colts. Uh, Aren't we all? <laughs> Rams, no significance other than uh, Moline grad Brad Hopkins' son, Bryson Hopkins. Uh for the Colts, no Paris Campbell, no Xavier Rhodes. Um, the Raiders, though, Doug didn't mention this in, during my during my segment, but Josh Jacobs is inactive. Uh, he was ruled inactive last night. So uh, Kenyon Drake, bump him up your rankings uh, here, and I think he's an interesting flex option there. I was going to, but then we, we didn't have time. Uh, <laughs> Steelers, Haskins their third quarterback, Bengals, Bears, no Foles, no Perryman, no Eddie Goldman. Eddie Goldman's going to have to play one of these days. Uh, Texans, Browns, again, no Anthony Miller. Uh, Brevin Jordan, not going to make his debut today. Uh, for the Browns, uh, no OBJ. There could be jokes about OBJ and Deshaun Watson being inactive in the same game. There's a joke there. Uh, for the Saints, uh, Marshawn Lattimore inactive again. Panthers, nothing really of uh, fantasy significance. Shai Smith, uh, healthy and active. Um, that's it for the noon games. Uh, um, I don't can't think off the top of my head any really big questionable guys um, in the last games. I'm happy that Tyron Matthew will be back potentially for the Chiefs today. But I can't really think of anybody I saw with the the queue this week for Vikings, Cardinals, Falcons, Bucks, Titans, Seahawks, Cowboys, Chargers, or Chiefs, Ravens. Demarcus Lawrence has a busted. Foot. Oh, Demarcus Lawrence, yeah. And Everson yeah. Griffin got into a car accident trying not to hit a deer, so he's. Oh, got I didn't see that. Yeah, he's got a concussion and won't play. That's the yeah. most like Minnesota injury I've ever heard, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> On a couple levels. <laughs> so. We do, since we didn't get to it during the tight end segment, Jordan, you probably were a little late, and I know you were a little late because you did not comment when Chris and Doug were talking about Cleo Mack by saying, who ain't got no Cleo Mack? Uh, it's an inside joke, guys. But uh, you missed, I was saying that I think Waller, during the DFS segment, I think Waller may finish this year as tight end one based on the volume. I, I just think that if he's going to get, 15 20 targets every game he almost just has to finish his tight end one i realized kelsey plays in the better offense with the better quarterback but if a guy's out there getting the ball thrown to him 20 times the law of averages say that <laughs> that he's gonna fail pretty well during the season 
Well, we also have to take a look at usage and compare that to the likelihood that there's going to be an injury at some point there, too. Because that happened with Christian McCaffrey last year. Everybody was, as they should be, excited that they got Christian McCaffrey. But you look back at the previous years and the usage that he had, there were no major injuries in there. So that injury was coming. It's just a spin of the wheel as to when it's coming. I'm not saying, like, fade Waller because of it. What? When you say that, I actually like Darren Waller. I do too, but it's it's just one of those things. Tight ends get beat up. Tight ends are going to get taken down around their knees, and that's where the injuries happen. Doug's adjusting his line. I'm so confused by the graphic I saw on. No, I'm confused by the graphic I just saw on the ESPN's fantasy show where. They show that Devontae, tar- Devontae Adams had 16 end zone targets, 16 end zone targets last year, but 18 touchdowns. And I'm still trying to figure out how that math works. <laughs> well, you can score deep touchdowns. You don't yeah, have to out of the red zone in the 20 to score a touchdown. Well, I know, yeah, but still, the, the way the graphic was structured, I get it. Was it's also nice weird. of DJ to be sharing like some like inside jokes with one person when we do a show for many people jordan jordan and i met up a couple years ago for the chief seahawks game the the vikings needed this the seahawks to lose to stay in wild card contention and the and the the chiefs ended up losing that game but it was right after the bears won a game it was like Christmas Eve, Eve, two years ago, maybe three years ago, and the Bears won a game. Huh? A game, just a game. And there were there was a drunk Bears fan screaming, "Who ain't got no Coolio Mac?" for like an hour straight, and it was awful. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. With that brilliance, that'll take us to the end of this segment. Uh, on the other side of that, we will take your questions, get those in, since DJ's already lost some. Um, and then we will take the rapid fire, and then we will do the rapid fires, and we will wrap this up. And then we'll go watch the miserable, the miser, miserables. Miser, I don't know where I'm going with that. I, You'll be less miserable than you believed. I've got some ribs and some pulled pork to make for Sunday <gasps> night. So. DJ wants us to come over, everybody. No, that wasn't that was, an that was okay. I, I yeah. got the invite. I heard it. Chris, if you're lucky, you will receive leftovers for lunch tomorrow. Yay. Chris is automatically going to gain weight based on the fact that I keep bringing him food to work. Yeah, I only eat almonds and cheese when you don't bring me food, DJ. <laughs> Bad Boys Pizza isn't hard to find. Now serving in three different locations: Moline, Davenport, and Downtown Davenport, right at River, right at River Music Experience. Their restaurant, what? Their restaurant and bar stays open late, not only on the weekends but weekdays too. Bad Boys specializes in Quad City style pizza and daily specials, so be sure to keep your eye out for those. They also offer food carryout and pizza delivery options at your convenience. They have a full bar at three locations with 24 taps in Moline, 32 taps in Davenport, 20 in downtown Davenport. They also host exciting events such as Quad City Storm Parties, NFL Sunday Ticket Giveaways, and other sports viewing parties. Bad Boys always has the coldest beer, and the atmosphere is always welcoming. For great people, drinks, and Quad City-style pizza, choose Bad Boys. 
We are no longer a PG show, but we're still saying frick it for fantasy's sake. Frick's tap, that is. If Davenport's side is more your style for your football-watching pleasure, head into Frick's Tap, 1402 West 3rd Street, where they have 20 beers on tap. Beer isn't your scene? That's okay. They have $3 you call it during all of the Sunday football games. Frick's has NFL Sunday ticket on all of their 13 screens, so don't fret if your team's playing on the West Coast this week. So for Frick's sake, head into Frick's Tap today. Remind me after the show to tell you about the storm idea I just had. All right. But is it good enough to tell Andrew? It, he is a vital piece of this. Vital. Okay. Let's storm right into the questions, Doug. All right. Hey. So, Cousin Bo wants to know, Cousins or Mayfield? Uh, Kirk. What? I'm thinking, I'm thinking big. Yeah, I would take Mayfield on that one. You said cousin too many times for Chris. <laughs> no, I was I I thought Doug said Cook, and I was like, what? What? Connor Cook. Yes, I think Dalvin Cook will have more TD passes than Kirk Cousins. I I, I believe it. Jordan, what do you think about that? Continue. All right, TD heavy league. Two, pick two wide receivers: Diggs, Deontay, Debo, or Lavisca. First two. I'll go with that. Yeah, sir. All right. And for the running back side of that, Carson, Damian Harris, Deontay, Visca, Tyson Williams, Elijah Mitchell. Assuming, like assuming this is the same league, and I've already told you to start Deontay, uh, Carson, and Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Yeah, I'll take Elijah Mitchell for sure. And Carson makes sense. Carson, I'll, I'll, roll the, I'll roll the dice with Tyson Williams this week. I want to see what, the, what he can do. All right, Jake Scudbomb Scudder. Remember that? Speaking, of, speak, speaking of inside jokes from a million years ago. Not as good as a wand bomb. Uh, anyway, pick a flex. Hollywood Brown or Damian Harris? I think Hollywood Brown is actually hurt, so I'm going to go Damian Harris. Oh, is he hurt? If he, I think I saw that. If Hollywood Brown is, is, is hurt, then Damian Harris, but I'm Hollywood Brown is would be my answer. Yeah, I would – Say the same. I don't think the Chiefs can cover some guy down the field, as the case with Nelson Aguilar last year, or any like Vegas Raiders wide receiver. It seemed like last year Nelson. Well, wait, no, it wasn't Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, it Nelson was Aguilar. Henry Ruggs. Yeah, Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Pick a flex: Edmonds, Robbie A. Visca or Pascal? Hollywood Brown was, uh, uh, by the way, uh, a DNP on Wednesday and Thursday. So there is a chance he is questionable with an ankle injury. So that is worth looking out for. Uh, what time do the Pats play today? Are they a nooner? They're nooner. So uh, start Damien Harris there. Yeah. Edmonds, Robbie A, Visca or Pascal? Answer the question. Uh, Robbie A. Hey, yeah, I'll go with that. Do you even know what you're answering, Chris? You're just saying I yeah, don't. You didn't that. send me the questions this week. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> I'll go with uh, Visca then. All right. Uh, pick a flex. Gaskin, Boyd, Ruggs, James White. James White. 
Or Boyd, 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 Boyd. All right. Pick a flex, Brandon Cooks or Hollywood Brown. We've already discussed that. So Cooks is your play there. Cooking. All right. Terrence Grimmett wants to know Visca or Tyson Williams? Uh, Tyson Williams. I, you'd have to get goal line carries, and we might see other guys in that situation. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, Visca. Yeah, I think so. How do we feel? Just real quick, how do we feel about uh, 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 Long-haired boy, uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, how we feel about how, how he played last week? I don't know that you can really have too many takeaways because his coach is an idiot, <laughs> and he's he's immensely talented, and he's going to be very good. I don't think he's good right now. First regular season loss in his life. That's crazy. <laughs> well, he's lost like four games in his entire life. Yeah, but they were all playoff games. None of them were an actual regular season game. Well, I mean, even like going back to high school, too. Yeah, probably. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm just trying to figure out. I don't think uh, Dabo Sweeney's that good of a coach either. So just just, just, a, just a take there. Singletary or Javante Williams this week? That sounds like a Doug question. If it doesn't have a name to it, it's probably a Doug question. <laughs> Javante Williams is fine with me. Oh, hey, Doug, how about – Javante Williams is for sure going to have more touches or, or more snaps than than Melvin Ingram, and they literally right down the middle, 50 Like I said, for sure. Chris, what do you think on Singletary? I'll go with Singletary. Um, he, more no his help. numbers only looked good last week because he had one long run, but he's going to get probably a bunch of touches again. Is How's Moss doing? Yeah, that, that's my question is I didn't see anything about Zach Moss. So. Moss, I think, is playing this week, so – well, maybe he's not 100% yet. Maybe they just skew it a little more, Singletary. Yeah, I just want to see what that dynamic's going to be like when they're both, like, ready to go. All right. All the Jordan questions. Here we go. Tyson or James Connor? Williams. Yeah, I think Williams there. I still like Connor. All right. Juju or Sutton? Sutton. Sutton. Uh, Juju. Chris, do you, hate, do you hate Cortland Sutton? I think he just hates you. He I don't really don't. Out. I don't. He's never impressed me at any point. I think he's good, but he's there's nothing about him that makes me go, "Wow, I want him on my team." Chris said, "So what, you're Brad Pitt?" Well, we did have the uh, Shania reference with with Brian earlier. We did. Uh, Mike Williams or Chase? Uh, Chase. 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 Got to go against those Bears. Yep. And pick one for flex, Juju, Moore, Sutton, or Mike Williams. DJ Moore. Yeah, I go with that. That makes sense. Yeah, sure, why not? Wow, we actually agreed on something. Mike Williams, then. Back this day on your calendar. All right, here we go. Rapid fires, wheel of stealers, wide receivers, go. Juju this week. Deontay. Deontay. Uh, more rushing yards, Jalen Hurts and Mike Sanders or Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell? Check your eyes, boy. What the hell does that mean? It says Miles Sanders. You said Mike. No, he said Miles. I'll check my ears, boy. Running for Miles. Uh, your tabs are still off. I'll oh, say okay. Sermon and Mitchell just based on the fact that they're both running backs. I would say Hurts yeah. and Sanders. All right. More Same. touches, Lindsey John- Lindsay Johnson and Ingram or Chubb and Hunt? Chubb and Hunt. 
Yeah, for sure. Give me the Browns. Cream Hunt has played Houston twice. Both games he has had 100-plus yards. Week two, top-scoring quarterback. Kyler. I don't want to – it's probably going to be Kyler, but I feel like we want to throw off here. We'll go Joe Burrow. Damn it. Just doing the, doing the mystery. Fine, I'll take Aaron Rodgers and I'll hang myself. You think Rodgers – yeah, I think that's a really good play, Doug, because the last time he put up a clunker was when he came back and he threw five touchdowns the next week. So, All right, more passing attempts, Bridgewater or Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence, I think they'll be losing. Yeah, That's agree. not a tough bet to make, DJ. More total yards, Kamara or CMC? Total just, yards. Just as long as they get my bet in, I don't care. Kamara. Kamara, because at least Carolina has other players who can touch the ball and be good. Juwan Johnson uh, season, man. I'll go CMC just to be contradictory there. More passing yards, Stafford or Wentz? That is Stafford all day. Yeah. Yeah. Week two, top scoring running back. Kamara. I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook because he has to show up after last week's fiasco. I will say Kareem Hunt. Just playing off my stat from earlier. Roll Tide, Jalen Waddle over under 47 and a half receiving yards. That's an over. Yeah, I'll go over. All right, rookie fever, more total yards, Mac Jones or Zach Wilson? Mac. Return of the Mac. Doug remembers that song, too. Return of the Zach. Zach Wilson. Give me Mac Jones there. Most receiving yards in Cincy, Chicago. Give me... uh, I don't know. They won't let him run over 10 yards, DJ. He can't be the top receiver. Chris, I loved that thing in our Slack this week where somebody said that Dalton's pass pattern really literally spelled out lose. Yes, I saw that. Uh, Did Chris me... answer? Oh, it's going to be T. Higgins. I'll take Boyd. Oh, where was I? All right, Wheel of Buccaneers wide receivers. Give me A.B. Evans. I'll go with Brown. Uh, more catches, DeAndre Hopkins or Justin Jefferson? I'd say Jefferson has more catches. Nuke does more with them. Yeah, I'll say Nuke. Yeah, I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. They're going to be behind probably. More rushing yards, Tannehill or Russell Wilson? <laughs> Tanny. Russell we'll Wilson. Go, we'll go Russell Wilson. All right. Top scoring wide receiver. Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's. I don't know. Justin Jefferson. Let's go. I don't know. I'm skewing Vikings and they're bad. Yeah. Most receiving yards in Dallas Chargers. Keenan Allen. CD Lamb. CD Lamb. No, no, are you sticking with Keenan Allen? Because I want C- CD Lamb. C- C- I, did, I wanted CD Lamb. CD Lamb, that's my final answer. Why don't we all go CD Lamb? Okay. DJ will hedge his bet over there. Yeah. More fantasy points, Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews? 
I learned this week that they've been terrible against each other. Kelsey's never had a hundred yards game against uh, Baltimore, and in like three career games, uh, Mark Andrews has like sixty-seven yards total against the Chiefs, which blows my mind. Is the Honey Badger playing this week, DJ? He is. Okay, so yeah, I'll go Kelsey. Uh, yeah, for it, I have to go Kelsey too. Top scoring tight end this week, then. I feel like it has to be Waller. Yeah, even dude. though they're playing Pittsburgh, but man, that twenty-one targets. Josh Jacobs is out. You could see more than twenty. <laughs> What's the? Is there? Do, do they have a modern day record for targets in a game? Because oh, might happen. It might happen. Might happen. Yeah, fine. We'll have to I'll have our producers too. research that for this week. <laughs> That's me, Chris. I know, DJ. That's what I'm saying. All right, you done messed up, AA Ron. Over under 300 yards for Rodgers. I'll take the over. Yeah, over. I'm going to go under, but he'll put up a bunch of touchdowns and we won't care about it. (laughs) All right. Okay, I put in this one. So, best chance to match their jersey numbers in touchdowns. Fields with one or Zach Wilson with two? Aaron Rodgers with 12. (laughs) (laughs) We're sticking to rookies. We're sticking to rookies. Way to go. Zach Wilson. Tracer, or, uh, wait, wait. Do we get rushing touchdowns, Doug, or is this specifically passing? Just let's go total touchdowns. Ooh. All right, then I'll take Fields. Yeah, that feels like a better bet. Yeah, yeah. better bet. Is, is this merely a match? Like you can't go over. You have to guess it perfectly. Or you fall off no, the cliff. No, it's just. No, it's just. It's just. Does does Justin Fields in limited time have a better chance of? recording a touchdown versus Zach Wilson playing the whole game recording to. Rappaport said he was going to play more this week, and the Bears are very impressed with him. So they're building up to when they're just going to force him onto the field in like week four or five or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who wins more games in October? The Cubs, three against the Cardinals, or Bears, five total games? I hope the Cubs win zero, so Bears. Yeah, I'm with that. I, I, the, I, yeah. The Cubs will win more games than the Bears because it's baseball, and baseball's dumb. And every single time you think you know who's going to win, they lose. So good luck, DJ, to your Cardinals in playing a 100-win Dodgers team. That's going to be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a boat race. Uh, um, they, actually, they actually just split a four-game series, so it's all right. I'm not. Yeah, it does, yeah that doesn't matter. I'm hoping the Dodgers pass the Giants and the Cardinals can play the Giants, so – I don't want, think that's happening. They won five or six against, so. Yeah. And DJ's heart survival, no. Yeah, I don't think my heart will survive a Cardinals pennant race during football season. But you don't get to die because if Chris is leaving the show for, for baby and moving reasons, I'm not doing this crap by myself. The Dodgers are only two games back of San Francisco. So, I mean, it could I guess happen. You're right. It's not as much as it feels like it is, but it's it's baseball still. So. Great, great. Yeah. Weird crap happens. All right. So that will do it for this week. Uh, we want to thank our title sponsor, Mobile Party Experience, as always, for being along the ride. So for I so for And we want to thank everybody for watching this week. Yeah. We really appreciate everybody taking time out of a busy Sunday to like watch our show and to listen to us talk about Space Jam for maybe five minutes there. Yeah, always great there. All right. 
So he is Chris. Damn it. He is Chris. He is DJ. I am. I don't even know who the hell I am anymore. I just show up. All right. So we will see you all. We will see you all Wednesday night for short yardage. Um, oh, don't don't forget about Michael Nick football tomorrow night. Oh yes, and MF MNF tomorrow for Michael and Nick um, for their show. Um, so until then, we will see y'all next time.